to the Rediscover the 80s podcast. This is Jason Gross, and welcome to our new format. We appreciate everybody tuning in, and uh, hopefully you've listened to the first two podcasts and enjoyed the VH1 I Love the 80s style. Well, it is uh, a bit cumbersome to uh, to go through and do all that editing, so we've decided to go ahead and switch over to more of a talk format. Um, we're going to be doing some podcasts just basically on our memories, experiences. We're going to do some reviewing, as we are doing tonight. We're going to review a comic book. Uh, but first, before we get into all that, let me bring on my pal and RD80's contributor, Wyatt. How are you tonight? I'm doing great, and I'm rocking out to uh, the cool tunes and the little shoosh shoosh. I don't want to give it away until you make the entry, but you know. <laughs> well, if they've come this far, they probably have read the title and know why they're here. That's but true. We are here tonight to talk about Knight Rider, our personal memories, uh, go through a little bit of the history, our experiences uh, through present day, and we got the awesome opportunity from Lion Forge Comics to review the first. Uh, comic book in their Volume One series, which is uh, out now. You can get the, uh, you can actually get a printed edition on Amazon for numbers one through eight, or you can download them digitally from Amazon. And also the Comics Plus app, if you have that, you can uh, download the individual comics. But first, let me just uh, ask Wyatt here. When I say Knight Rider, what do you think of? What first comes to mind? To be honest, the the only thing that matters is the car. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I do think of automatically the car, and I think of the exterior, that image of the exterior driving down the road. Um, I won't say it's the intro purplish pink hue that you see on the intro of the, the TV show, but I see the, the just it, it cruising down the road uh, with the little... Uh, red light, scion light, or whatever they call it. Um, uh, I called it the center light, is what I always called it. But that's what I think of at first when I think of it. And then, I mean, just childhood memories kind of just pummel in, really, of yes. watching it. What about yeah. you? What What do you think of when you when you hear just the word Night Rider, the two words Night Rider? It's definitely Kit. It's <laughs> definitely the car, and and the theme song theme song and somebody put up on twitter i think it was just last week you know what's your favorite tv show of the 80s and probably if you if you ask me every day of the week i'm going to tell you a different uh (laughs) different theme song but that day just hit me and i was like it's the knight rider theme because it's just so unique it's got that driving uh synthesizer Mm -hmm. type music and it, it just sticks with you and you know that that's that theme and combined with Kit is is mainly what I think of uh, when somebody says Night Rider. But let's go ahead and uh, I guess go into our our earliest memories. Uh, can you remember watching it as a kid and, and kind of how you got into the show at all? I can remember some things um, back in the day. In fact, it had been probably a substantial period of time. Uh, between the last time I had watched it and then when I basically became an adult, there was, a, like I said, a, 
affairs time. And uh, I say that because uh, I was trying to think of episodes that I remembered more vividly than others. And, and the ones that stick to me were the, the multi-part, like Kit versus Carr or Kit versus Goliath. Those ones really stood out more than any of the other ones. Um, but I do something that also kind of uh, clung around was when when Kit gets transformed. Uh, I'll I'll put it that way. When he, he when he, he then goes into that acid pit. That's what I'm thinking of. He goes into the acid pit and they pull out this shell of of the Pontiac and uh, they. This is when we get to see the brand new Dash, the season three, as some people have called it now, the season three Dash, where we have one bigger monitor instead of the two full monitors, the, the LEDs are updated and, and such. So that was the other one that kind of clung to me prior to uh, when the DVD started coming out. Man, I was all over that. <laughs> um, of course, I of course, I have them behind me in my cabinet here and uh i i watch it i won't say as regularly as i probably should as much as an 80s buff as i am i just don't have the time to really sit back and go through i take my time i i take turns basically with old tv shows right now i'm on i'm kind of on a macgyver kit at home uh i've reattacked alf again at work whenever i can spare the time at lunch what about you what what show stuck out for you kind of like like for me i guess in that in that span from when you probably first watched it till uh i won't say the rerun era but when you probably had a time lapse going on yeah uh i do remember watching it as a kid i don't remember specifically it being like uh appointment television i can't remember what night it was on I don't remember um, either. I was I was thinking it was maybe early in the week, like a Monday or Tuesday night, is when they aired it. But yeah, I I think I do remember more of those those epic, you know, the battles with uh, with Carr and Goliath, those episodes the most uh, as a kid. And then of course that led into some of the toys. I remember having uh, it was the the kit. That he was in this like tunnel, and you stuck him in there, and you could shoot him out. Oh like yeah, it's like a, like a ramp. I can't remember if it was me or if it was one of my friends that maybe had. I that. think it was our mutual friend that was had it? that. Okay, uh, you know they had some of the uh, the toys that were out at the time. I, I know you have the larger talking kit and Michael Knight figure. I have the figure. I have somehow, and I'm sure it's between the houses. My mom or dad's, but I have, we'll call it misplaced, kit. <laughs> and I actually thought it was in the pile that my dad offloaded here about a year or so ago. He offloaded my Tonka toys, and I thought it was actually in that mix. And uh-huh. it's not. So I'm uh, I'm a little concerned for kit. <laughs> well, I, you know, being a, a boy in the 80s or, you know, a boy at any time, you're into the Hot Wheels and Matchbox cars and... You know, I can remember having uh, several black cars that I pretended were kit, you know, <laughs> at some points when I didn't have a kit. So, yeah, that kind of transitioned. And uh, when we first moved here to our house in Montgomery, 
we did not get cable right away, and it had been years since I watched uh, you know a lot of these shows. We, I don't even think we had Netflix yet, and um, we, we didn't get cable. We were trying to cut back on some of our monthly bills, you know, and stuff. And our it was just when the digital uh, switch happened, when all the local stations had to go from analog to digital, and you know most of them now have like dot one, dot two, dot three right. channels. Well, the dot three channel for our local NBC station here was the Retro TV Network. Nice. And this was when my oldest son was uh, he was in the four four to five age range. And right after dinner at seven o'clock was Night Rider and eight o'clock was the A team. I was like, This I'm a kid again, you know. Right. <laughs> Eating dinner, you you know, watch your shows and go to bed. You know, that's how it was back then. But we got into watching Knight Rider, and uh, he referred to it as the Black Car Show. Um, and we we went back in and started watching episodes again. So that was great. And then you know, eventually we got Netflix, and I'm a little pissed at Netflix right now because taking know, them off. Yeah. We're on the eve. Yeah, we're on the eve of it being removed. It's being removed. Uh, I think July first. 2015, and you know, here it is, end of June. So we only got a few more days left before it disappears. But uh, and you know, Netflix. Me and the boys, uh, mainly, uh, I've got two sons. We watch. We'll go from Knight Rider to A Team to Airwolf, a little MacGyver once in a while. You know, we'll we'll kind of go back and forth with those shows when we need you know something different to watch or whatever. And by that, you know, this is uh, several years ago since we started doing that. And by now, my oldest son, who is now 10, he has literally gone through the whole series twice. Nice. Uh, once by himself, you know, under no <laughs> – we didn't have any schedule or anything. He just would sit down and he would watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. So um, it, it is a little bit sad, you know, Netflix has taken away. I know there's some other – ways to get Knight Rider, and we're hoping maybe it'll hop over to Hulu, which I think has maybe the first couple seasons, and also NBCClassics.com, they have, I think, the first complete season. I thought they actually had it if you uh, go to straightNBC.com yeah. under, well, they... under TV shows. I thought that's how, right. how they did it. Yeah, you can. I think you can get to it from that way, and then they started this whole NBC Classics site that has all the shows as well. But it, of course, there's commercials and stuff in between too when you're watching them online for free. But right. anyway, um, so that's kind of where I am now. I'm kind of refreshed in the show over the last you know several years, and uh, it's it, I, for me it still holds up. Uh, you know all the Shows that are 30 years old, there's going to be the little nuances of fashion and right. uh, the technology of the times. But it's I, I was actually watching a, a video online the other day of, I think it was the 30th reunion little get-together, and they were talking to uh, R.C. I can't remember the actor's name. Uh, but his point was, you know, here we are, well, going on, what, 30, I think 32 years later. And Kit is still like, I mean, that's still high tech. That's some of the stuff that he can do. Right. Uh, RC, his name was Peter Peros. Yes. Uh, that's right. But uh, 
Yes, all the stuff, you know, I jokingly say that everything that we see in a car today, get started. You will probably actually think of it more as uh, uh, maybe James Bond started it because there were a few things, even Dick Tracy, if you think about yeah. it, you know, the the talking watch, as much as I would love to, to give Knight Rider credit to that, that was, I think, Dick <laughs> Tracy that started that. But, right. you know, the GPS, we always saw, you know, Michael joking and saying, or not even joking, you say, Kit, plot me the fastest route to Reno. And you'd see the GPS on the screen go and boom. Now we got the GPS doing it. Um, there are talking cars, believe it or not. Uh, there were even talking cars in the 80s, but they were pre-recorded, not they were, weren't AI like Kit was. So, right. you know, your door is ajar. That kind of crap. <laughs> But uh, and we got the screens now in cars. Oh yeah, nowadays. yeah, computer screens all over. In fact, people are now uh, just recently. I'm learning one of my coworkers has rigged up a tablet to make a custom dash on his Volvo. <laughs> I mean, he has his own. But it's a computer screen that literally has a customized speedometer and temp gauge and fuel and all that. I'm like, holy, this is kick. This is really as much as you know. I I, I say that now on all these autonomous um, auto driving cars. Yeah, that's 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 Kit. I mean, that's yeah, that's hitting the news lately. I, I blame it all on Kit. I, I really do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We're just waiting for the turbo boost feature and well, the, the, that, the uh, passenger ejector seat. Oh, and, that'll be awesome. <laughs> you don't like my ride? See ya. So. Well, that's uh, I guess we'll cut it off there as far yeah, as our, we'll be here all night. We'll, yeah, we'll be here all night, but uh, I'm sure we'll have more little tidbits to throw in as we, you know, reminisce through. But let's go through the, just a quick history of Knight Rider. All right. And of course, the the classic show is what we call it now. It started in 1983. We went for four seasons, correct? Correct. And then one little tidbit that I did not know about until I was, you know, kind of researching the history was this attempt at a spin-off show that happened, I think it was 85 called Code of Vengeance. Next, a world movie premiere in the tradition of Rambo. You can get away with murder here. One man against an entire town. Code of Vengeance. Next. Now, did you know about this where they tried to spin off another show from Knight Rider? No, I had no clue about this when uh in fact, when I pulled up the history as myself, I saw that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, the, it never the uh, the episode that was supposed to be the spinoff. I don't think ever aired, and it was this kind of uh, six million dollar man type person that I, I guess had some kind of you know special human abilities or whatever, and you know Knight Rider was supposed to be a part of that somehow. I don't know if it was out of flag or you know how they were going to set it up there's no uh the the pilot isn't online there's just a couple little clips of uh there's like a an ad for it and i think the maybe two minutes of the intro to it or something so there's not really a whole lot online at least that i've been able to find no but, uh, i know they were was... borrowing characters like uh they borrowed david hasselhoff they actually borrowed uh, william daniels the voice of kit uh yeah. and and I'm I'm finding a little bit of history on it, not too much, but the idea was it 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 looks like it was kind of like a Kit and Michael were helping them on this quest, 
to kind of start this project or start this this new code of vengeance yeah whatever and then it kind of was supposed to be like a handshake deal we helped you here uh now you're on your own type right thing. that's the way i i interpreted the the notes that i've been able to yeah see. i was that was just sounded like that the the network didn't buy it or whatever right. so that was actually it was 84 when that happened and i think i said it started in 83 when actually the first show was 82 is when it started 82 to 86 so and then we jump ahead from 82 all the way to 1991 I've watched uh, any of the the movies. I, I guess give me your background on Knight Rider 2000 when that came out. Well, like you said, it was came out in '91. Uh, it was based. It was supposed to be in the future. It was actually supposed to be in the year 2000. Was I, my interpretation of when it was supposed to take place? Uh, it was supposed to be in the city of the future. They never named the city, but it was actually filmed in San Antonio, Texas, and it was basically flag was kind of flailing so they were trying to find a new way to keep it going uh, they had investors and such as well that kind of came into the into play and they had came up with this new prototype car uh, wasn't kid anymore it was uh, people call, jokingly called it kift night industries 4000 um, <laughs> but there were they just called it the night 4000 that was the actual mm-hmm. name on the whole show and uh, essentially they recruit Michael to come back in to basically sell the project, bench test it, gotcha. and, and whatever else. And throughout the movie, we learned that Kit was destroyed, recycled, they joked. Uh, Michael tried to basically haphazardly buy back some of the electronics that were sold and get some of them back together. You see the... I remember there being uh, Kit was a like a '57 Chevy at one point. Yeah, right? yeah. Basically, he you know Michael puts them electronically back together and then shoves them into his '57 Chevy Bel Air. <laughs> and the two, th- there was jokes. You got to watch it because it was kind of funny because they both were were basically pegging at each other. Like when when Kit basically comes back to life, there was a joke about you you belong in the in, a, in the museum and he's like not too far from the Pac-Man museum, you know, aisle or something like that. And then, um, then they, they basically just go back and forth throughout. And you see the sensor light out front of the, the 57 mm-hmm. Chevy. That's what I have in my mind that I remember from that. Movie. Yeah. And then they, they find out the missing chip that they're looking for has actually been in a brain transplant. And it's in this girl, uh, this lady, I, I, I that, they somehow are is able to pull the memories out of her mind and basically refix himself or whatever. Uh, and then eventually Michael get, kind of gets kind of pissed off and puts the electronics into the new car. And the new guy that kind of replaces Devin is like all, all but pissed off, you know, like you did, you <laughs> didn't. And 
kit comes to life in the in the red banshee concept card and goes he sure did and this body fits me like a glove i remember that line and then they just rock it off but uh yeah. kit was not really that 4000 really wasn't that impressive it was honestly i, I thought there was, should have been more to it there was no turbo boost there was no there was no stunts to the car the only thing that it really had going for it for the time was they slightly changed the the dashboard a little bit not by much uh, they actually had the overall monitor with the windshield, so you got to see different views through the windshield. Uh-huh. And the final thing that they had going forward was it actually had a boat mode. So it could, it was an amphibious. Cool. But, you know, the original Trans Am had a – it was very short-lived. It was one episode. <laughs> but there was a, ski, a boat mode-type yeah. feature that uh, April had installed. That didn't, ski mode, yeah. I think you're right is what they called it. Yeah, but it didn't last long because – Kit didn't like it or something. I don't know. <laughs> but um, I remember it being a little ridiculous. Yeah, seeing yeah, a car but the, across. It the was water, a good. But... I mean, it was okay. It was a good handshake kind of thing to put because uh-huh. Devin dies in that movie, so it kind of puts. Spoiler. Yeah, so it kind of puts that to rest. Michael yeah. goes off and does. He goes back to retirement. Whatever he was doing with his fifty-seven Chevy and so forth. So. Uh, well, the research that I've seen is that it was intended to be a, a, a pilot for a new series that just never happened. And then, you know, before that could really cool off, then we get another movie just three years later, Knight Rider 2010, or 2010, however you prefer to say it. Right. But I never saw that one. That one I've never seen. Yeah. Never even well, heard of that one, to be honest. It's, from what I uh, have read, there wasn't really much uh, you know, to the original concept other than the title. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to defer to maybe some other fans out there that have, uh, have seen that movie. And then another one that totally missed me in 1997 was Team Knight Rider, a new show. Ten years ago, all it took was one man and one car to get the job done. Now, the Foundation for Law and Government has assembled five highly skilled operatives and paired them with the most advanced state-of-the-art vehicles to take on a new breed of outlaw. They are Team Knight Rider. And this was essentially like a fleet of vehicles, right? That right, and this, believe it or not, they kind of sort of tried to open the door in the pilot of Knight Rider because they said that Wilton Knight's Dream, and you had to watch the unedited DVD version to get this because most TV shows, uh, networks, like, edited it for time. Yeah. But it said that Wilton Knight's Dream was to have a a team of vehicles and operatives to go out and do what basically Michael Knight and Kit did. Michael Knight and Kit were the the, the prototypes of that whole program. So Team Knight Rider was birthed basically out of that. I 
I have I've done a lot of reading, but I've actually never sat down and watched it. But basically, it was, an, it was a Ford commercial, much like 2008 was, because <laughs> right. it was a Ford Mustang, which was the if I if I read it right, that was kind of the lead vehicle. It was not kit; it was just a lead vehicle. I don't know the names of the cars. There was a Ford Ranger and then a Ford Explorer. I think those were the, the Team Knight Rider vehicles, but they had it, it didn't last very long. It lasted for 22 episodes. There was a couple more, too, because I know there was at least five when I, I watched the intro in preparation for this podcast, and there was five vehicles. Oh, there all. was. Okay. Uh, and there was a different person, you know, for each one. It was almost like it reminded me, uh, my sons and I used to watch Hot Wheels Battle Force 5, oh, yeah. and it's <laughs> it's this basically a team of vehicles, and you have uh, different people, different skill sets, you know, for each one. One person's the muscle, and one person's the leader. One person's the tech guy, you know. they <laughs> It always seemed to, like, come together, you know, like that. Yeah. But And that kind of concept has been recycled, it seems, over the years. But, yeah, I, I had no experience at all with, uh, with Team Knight Rider, and that was, I guess, that was during my college years, too, so I wasn't watching much TV back then. Uh, other than wrestling, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but then we get you jump ahead another about ten years, uh, eleven years to two thousand eight. This being a big deal, at least to me, was when they brought Knight Rider back. Yes. First with the movie, and then that movie essentially began this uh, series that uh, lasted, I think, just one season, right? Right. It actually aired 15 episodes, maybe longer. Plus, maybe Plus the movie, yeah. Right. I'd have to double-check that, because I think there was more, actually, because I watched it just recently, and I was actually kind of surprised there was more. But... Um, yeah, what was your thoughts? I guess when when that came on and well, it it uh, took me got the it was almost like a little transition moment there too because they brought you know Hasselhoff in in that in that movie to kind of uh, essentially pass the torch. That's exactly what it was because uh, in the pilot we learned that Mike Tracer, who later changes his name to Michael Knight, he is the actual estranged son of uh, Michael Knight. Uh, right. They don't say anything about his mother. Just it was probably one of Mike's million flings that he did on the series. Um, <laughs> but uh, definitely weren't shy. No, <laughs> with that series. I guess I was a little. The whole take that I had on it when I first watched it, I, I didn't watch it objectively. I watched it kind of with the '82 Knight Rider goggles on, and I was a little taken back because we have. Um, this new creator of Knight Rider. It's not Wilton Knight. It's uh, Doctor Charles Grayman. Charles Grayman's creation, who supposedly created the, the Pontiac kit. I'm like, that's that's not right. It was Wilton Knight. So I kind of already started dismissing some things. Uh-huh. I saw a lot of similarities with the pilot with the Knight Rider 2000 with the night 4000 model type red kit so i was as little uh, i guess taken aback but as it progressed i actually started liking it 
uh, more and more. They, the, between the pilot and the actual, I guess, first episode of Knight Rider, they changed the car. It was still the Shell, it was still a Ford Shelby GT500, and they even sold that model, a KR model, if you had the, enough coin for it. I checked into it just out of curiosity. It was an $80,000 car just to add the KR package to it. Wow. Um, but nonetheless, it was, um, there was no, uh, the windshield wasn't a monitor in the pilot, in the series. Now it has a, everything's done by the monitor. The, the windshield. You don't have any push buttons whatsoever. There's no manual combination, so to speak, like Kit had, you know, the original Kit had push buttons all over the place, along with voice command. The new Kit is now just straightly voice command only. There's no hidden right. button. Um, but it was cooler. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, the, the series Kit was much cooler because you had a you had monitors all over this car. The hood was a monitor. If you wanted to do stuff and you have a meeting out in the highway, you know, you have your meeting on the on the hood of the car and, and look at maps and whatever else. Right. Um, you could also put uh, electronic devices on it and Kit would scan it just by touching it fr- from his hood. They married the, the Kit voice um, synthesizer, the voice box, I always called it, where you saw the three lines. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that because if you looked at the new 2008, it's a, it's a globe, and you had to look carefully. But you saw that voice module, but you also saw the other one from the 2000 movie, where it had the squiggly line, uh, kind of like a heartbeat style sine right. wave. It incorporated both as its output, visual output that it was talking. Um, Kit could could transform now into any Ford product. Again, a big, huge Ford commercial. <laughs> um, when they battle Car, they brought back Car, and they brought back the original voice of Car, which was Peter Peter Cullen. Because mm-hmm. um, we know that there was two voices in the original series for Car. But anyway, they brought him back, and Car is now a big robot transformer. I remember, and I... I remember watching the movie. I was a little really taken back how edgy it was. Was mainly just the the dialogue and some of the it suggestive was. stuff uh, included. I mean, shoot, the first uh, what fifteen minutes of the movie, you got Michael in bed with two girls, and you had a lesbian our, scene with the, and there was a lesbian scene which was you know still. That's what seven years ago. You just didn't see that on network TV. No. So they were really pushing the envelope with some of the content that was in there, which you know it's that's good and all, but uh, for a <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I always viewed and you know I can watch the the classic series with my sons. I wouldn't say it necessarily was a family show, but. It was more, and maybe just a, more of the the times, the eighties, yeah. yeah, the times that you know when they made these the the shows. There wasn't a whole lot of cussing back then. You couldn't say a whole lot, and and the sexual stuff was 
limited as well. But I mean, there's still some, you know, um, Michael Knight back in the day, he was a player. Oh yeah. You know? So, so there was a little bit of that, you know, moved into this new series. And then, of course, yeah. And what really sold it for me was Kit and, like you said, all these new abilities. It, Kit's always been the the draw to the series. No offense, Mr. Hasselhoff, if you're listening, but you know it's been the technology's been right. Kit and being able to how far fetched it was, still being able to essentially transform into uh, the super pursuit mode, um, where he you know got that big spoiler in the back, right. and I think he kind of came a little flatter. Or I can't remember exactly. Well, the not so much. Uh, slightly flatter, but he, you know, you got the three-barrel blower motor on the hood, and right, right, right. That's right. That's right. And then the, you got the the motor beef. The up. front skirt or the front spo- air spoiler air dam on the front. Right. And, th- and then then they actually had uh, Lamborghini type doors. They rose like yeah. vertically in the air versus the use- out. Right. And then you said uh, the off-road mode, which was mode, which was one fifty, right? So I mean that was cool. Yeah, that was cool. And he had guns too. Um, Kit now has guns. The, the original right. Kit didn't have anything. In fact, exactly. in fact, the only weapon exactly. he had was stolen by Carr, and the only and that was a prototype that Bonnie worked on, and that was a some kind of a like laser pack. Yeah, right. So that was different too, in that you know. It was mentioned several times in the classic series that Kit was made for the preservation of life, I think is what they said. And now he's got guns and, you know, he can blow some stuff up. That's right. uh, If he needs to. But, uh, yeah, I I was kind of in and out. I was watching it from week to week, and then I got out of it. And then when I heard the car episode was coming, I I know that I, I sat down and watched that live. And I thought that was crazy when yeah. he was the, he was essentially a transformer, and uh, you got that picture at the end of uh, Kit turbo boosting right through his chest. Which, you know, I, I'm up. sorry, but that was they stole that. I had they had to have stolen that from classic the original oh, yeah. letter because when Kit, when yeah. Car returns the second one where he, they point the silver on the bottom yeah, of the that's car, how you them too. Right? They go head to head and blow up car and kit survived so right i swear right. they took that from that but yeah but that was good too there yeah. were still those uh those little hints from the classic series uh, you didn't have your typical flag set up i mean you had the, the this cargo plane now which i actually did notice was in the uh team knight rider intro there was a cargo plane yeah. that flew off that. so that it, uh, it seems to me that that might have been a transition there that just kind of carried onto the 2008 series. So, but that was cool too cuz he still you get to come out the ramp in the back while he's taking off, That's you know, right. like he used to in the trailer. So, there was a lot of little subtle hints like that that made the the 2008 well, series although short, it was still Well, what what it was still cool. Right, and what got me what sucked me in even more as the episodes went was that they started to actually reflect go back to flag. They kept hinting that they were going to go back to flag that they're finding all these files. They're finding all this, and when the the guy dies, the Doctor Grayman dies, he like just trumps quadrillions. That's the best way to put it. Just into his daughter's account, and now they're now they're actually operating as the original flag once again. Yeah. And then that's why 
when they pull chalks and say, okay, uh, we don't have any viewers, see ya. And I'm like, <laughs> are you kidding me? This is getting interesting now. Yeah, yeah. It always happens like that when they get canceled. There's always like a cliffhanger that's never resolved. Right. Or, you know, something happens. But anyway, well, let's uh, let's move past the 2008 series because uh, we still got some more stuff to go over. A lot more. <laughs> but yeah, well, before we get to the comic book, which we definitely want to go through in some length, um, there's been many, you know, rumors essentially since uh, Knight Rider came back in 2008 about doing a feature film. Um, I haven't heard too much noise about trying to do another series or anything like that, but um, there's been several actors, I mean, even as recent as last year, where actors like uh, Chris Pratt and Danny McBride were in talks for doing some kind of uh, action, uh, like buddy cop uh, hybrid or something right? Uh, with Knight Rider. And there's been several different, you know, writers attached and companies attached. And I don't know. What do you think? Do you think there might be a chance that we get, I, I don't want to say like a TV movie, because I don't think, I don't think they want to go there. I think if we're going to get something new, it's probably going to have to be you know, big screen stuff. And, well, I know. And like a, try to do like a franchise, movie franchise. Right. But. I know that there was some talk. I want to say it was just before the 2008 TV show came out that David Hasselhoff had hinted that there was, they he in, himself was in the, and I won't say the production of, but they were in the, the kind of down in the trenches of, of putting a movie together. There was, it was coming out. And then all of a sudden we see this 2008 TV show come out. So I, I wondered if that was what it was. If, if his movie project kind of got steered to a TV show, mm-hmm. uh, I haven't heard anything big screen, but I would, I kind of imagine that that's, if there's any other, so-called life left in in Knight Rider, I think that's where they're going to have to take it because ever since the original, they can't seem to keep a Knight Rider on a steady schedule. You you see the, you saw the team Knight Rider come and go. Now you see uh, the Knight Rider 2008 came and went. There just isn't a fan base behind it big enough for NBC to say, to keep the investment in it where maybe you know, we might see a movie come out. I don't know that David would do anything except maybe play either a cameo or he might play um, my own interpretation. He might play Miles, uh, Devin Miles. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the only thing I can think that he would do uh, if they were to keep him in the, in the kind of in the loop. But I don't know that they would even yeah. go back to the Pontiac. I don't know if they would go, you know, update it with a Camaro or just create yeah. a whole new, complete new uh, body vehicle with it, you know, uh, for it to be completely high tech and one of a yeah. kind, which was what Kit was supposed to be originally. He was supposed to be the original high tech car, um, but yeah, and it is well, and we're going to obviously transition into these comic books, which still obviously has some value to this day to the fans. For them to get, uh, you know, eight comics in this volume one, but uh, as far as a you know a TV series movie goes, 
I can see I can see them setting it up maybe something like how they did the A team where you know Hasselhoff comes in for a cameo during the movie, but I think the biggest barrier is going to be Kit, like you were talking about, because you know we saw the technology in the television series, um, the new television series, and you know the the text that was in the classic series for Kit is still high tech, or you know. Uh, uh, it's still high tech, but it's, it's almost. It's mo- still, we haven't re- we still haven't reached it yet, you know. No, but it's Possibly. it's more commonplace. You know, we aren't as we. I mean, in general, general population would not be as impressed to see the GPS rolling around on Kit like we would yeah. back then in in eighty two, eighty three, eighty four. We might still be impressed by Turbo Boost, but someone you know we have nitrous oxide now. <laughs> and racers, so people would knock that off as as that, I'm sure. Um, well, I I just think that there's there's going to be a, a another step that Kit would have to go to, oh, yeah. like um, flying. <laughs> they talked about well, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, it, uh, a couple of years ago, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, he was in talks for a Spy Hunter movie, and I thought, well, now that would be cool. Not necessarily that he was the you know the lead actor or the spy or agent or whatever that was going to be in the movie, but the car. If you think about the car, you know it could split into the boat. It could uh, if you play the video game, the 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 newer version of the video game that they actually made with him in it. Uh, the car had like a it could go down to like a motorcycle, you know, after it got hit a couple times, kind of like the uh, the the bat pod from. You know the Batmobile in the in that series and how that kind of came out in the the Dark Knight series, but that's where I think it has to go. It has to be you know, Kit can you know pull a, some rotors up and be you know become a helicopter right. or something, uh, or a, in some kind of plane. Uh, he can be in the water. You know he can parts of him can come off to become a motorcycle or something. It's got to be like a total transforming vehicle right in my opinion to where it's going to be to that level where like oh wow this looks really cool you know kid is really above and beyond what we can dream so i think maybe that's the uh, one of the challenges that they're going through because i think the fans are there the fans will always be there and as long as you have some kind of cool car as we've seen in movies now you know the the Fast and Furious franchise is just blown up. Oh, the, yeah. the latest one, the number seven, I think it is, came out in what March or April, and it's already over a billion worldwide. Oh, so it's and you know uh, Mad Max just did it. They had this whole uh, uh, Fury Road movie that was just one big car chase, uh, and it's you know people love to see <laughs> cars and these kind of classic effects and stunts and stuff like that, uh, I think works and still works. So I think the potential is there, but I don't know. We'll see if uh, somebody's willing to, to take a chance on it, you know, in other words, and right. um, see if they can put, you know, the, the hype and the, the marketing behind it to, to sell it. But it should be interesting. We'll see. We'll see. So, but anyway, let's uh, let's get on to our, uh, I guess, quote unquote, feature presentation. <laughs> uh, after we've gone through the history, that was the short version. I think I said when we started. Yeah, that's the short version. 
you can tell that we're fans, you know, we just want to keep going with this. But I uh, want to, first of all, thank uh, Lion Forge Comics for reaching out to me and uh, giving us the opportunity to review uh, the first comic book in the series. Uh, like I said before, there's eight issues in this uh, volume one. It started back in October of 2013 and went through May 2014. And then just this year, uh, back in May in 2015, they've released now the complete volume in print. So you can uh, go and download them individually on Amazon, or now you can buy them and have them in print, which is really cool. But yeah, this was this was something that I had been meaning to get to, and just never sat down and put um, an effort into it. And I guess one reason, probably the reason for both of us, is we really weren't in that much to comic books uh, back in the '80s or when we were growing up. I didn't collect hardly any at all, and it's just been over the last few years that I've kind of dove back in. To uh, mainly in the 80s, I've tried to collect some of the the properties and series, uh, the short run stuff, and it, mainly as uh, essentially collectibles, more than uh, to read the stories and such. But this is really cool what uh, Lion Forge is doing with Knight Rider, and we know now with uh, there's two different series for Miami Vice. There's Airwolf. There's Saved by the Bell. There's Punky Brewster. There's Care Bears. I mean, come on. This is crazy how much a gem. I don't know if gem is Lion Forge, but all these 80s franchises uh, have found an outlet in comic books, even if they haven't had a chance to you know, essentially get rebooted, like everything is getting rebooted nowadays. It seems, except for um, us, huh? TV and movies. Um, you know, Some of them haven't had that full opportunity um, we've seen uh, we've, there has been a Miami Vice movie and there's a gem movie coming out this year so some of these properties are, are finding a way to sneak back into the toy aisles and <laughs> on uh, and reach a new generation in, in kids animation but the comic books I mean I think this is a great way to keep the franchise going and it's at a you know a minimal price for both us as the consumers and you know the comic book companies as producers to make a small investment and you have some you can tell at least I could tell by reading this uh, book that the people that wrote it were fans oh yeah and they've they've still inserted those little hints of what we know as Knight Rider throughout so. I guess that's just uh, as an overall, you know, once you were done reading the whole thing, what was your first kind of reaction to it? I'm blown away. Uh, uh, like like you said, I w- never got into the comic book uh, thing. I, I barely even got into the Sunday comics. Uh, unless it was Garfield or Peanuts, I, I really didn't – everything else was a blur. Uh, just didn't have a lore to it. This uh, – I saw the hints of this. I saw tidbits – on my Facebook feed for Knight Rider, but I never, um, I guess I really didn't have the intrigue as much as a Knight Rider fan as I am. I just didn't have the intrigue to, to look into it. But now looking at this, I, I, I pull a Roscoe shame on you moment. Uh, <laughs> Cause uh, this, I, I, this is just 
I was really blown away. That's the best way to describe it for what this uh, what this comic book uh, just contains. In yeah, it. yeah. And I I had that same. I wouldn't say blown away, but I was excited. I was like, oh, this is something. And, oh, i got to reach out to you, and we need to talk about this because I want to know how you reacted to this little switch that they did here. Uh, and instead of having this character from the classic show, they put this person in there. And I was just like, oh, yeah, this is this is good. And, it, I mean, it's a it's an origin story. Um, you're using, you know, the classic uh, flag program, right? Um, and it had these uh, real kind of awesome transitions from telling the current story and then flashing back to some of the elements, you know, as uh, Michael Knight came along and um, just some of his experiences to kind of essentially plug in the gaps exactly in the story so you have this kind of modern day uh, just adventure really and you get little tidbits of oh there's there's some kind of inside betrayal and something going on here and uh, you know at the time michael's just a bodyguard for flag and we know he has – well, he wasn't Kit at the time. We know when he first got it. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Where, uh, he calls him horse, right? Right. You know, like they're using all of the uh, – you know, essentially the, the chess you know, pieces where they have uh, – there's a character that's the queen. There's a character that's the bishop. And, and then uh, you know, Kit is the knight or horse, I guess, <laughs> to uh, Michael, Michael Knight, you know. Um, so that was interesting, but, um, I guess, what did you think, uh, sort of of the, the beginning and how the, the story flowed and we learned that, uh, his girlfriend is, well, I guess, I don't know if they were technically girlfriend, boyfriend or whatever at the beginning, but she's kind of the, the professor or the, uh, the scientist behind, the AI of Kit, essentially. Right. That's that was the way I understood it. I didn't see it as um, as Michael's girlfriend. I think it was a. I think it was one of those where he was assigned to be his, her bodyguard, and it became it became a thing as as mm-hmm. as the assignment was progressing, and that was, you know, that's what the classic Michael Knight did. He he seemed to. Yeah. Uh, Right, get her right. into a relationship with whomever he was taking care of, but yeah, it was it was. I guess I I I didn't see the connection as a boyfriend girlfriend until much later, yeah. um, as the drama and, and everything unfolded. I it took me a while to figure out why he kept calling uh, the car horse, horse. <laughs> because I at first I honestly thought it was a copyright thing. As I'm reading it, and they keep uh-huh. referring, I'm like, man, they're trying to bypass the copyright infringement here, and they're just calling him horse. <laughs> um, uh, but then you, you know, you'd see the flashbacks where they talk about Whip Knight and yeah. and how they changed Michael's face. Uh, yeah, that was really cool too. Right at the beginning, I think it was right at the beginning of the comic, and right at the end is is essentially the credits were rolling. Um, they have little just pictures mm-hmm. of, and one of them is uh, it looked. It reminded me of 
you know, him coming out of surgery when they changed his face. Exactly. And there was another little flashback where they talk about some incident that happened with Wilton Knight in Africa. And I thought of, like, oh, is this like some kind of little setup for Garth Knight right, later or right. something? You know, and I, I don't know. There's just little tidbits like that that you can, I, you can only do in a comic without having to, you know, have this whole huge backstory when you're when you're trying to start from scratch, you know, in other words. Right. You can just kind of do those little flashes, and it just puts an image in your brain to connect the dots, you know. Exactly, I thought that was really and it good. took you some time to figure out, I guess, what, what the the woman, the doctor's uh, purpose was, because right. to me, she was just um, uh, just some computer engineer working on a program that just happened to be working for I would say independent. I, I took it as an independent of, of flag, not, You're right. not an employee or type of thing like that. Uh, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but you know, I was surprised how, how it worked out throughout the story and towards the end. Yeah, I agree. Um, it, it was a little, and I might have to go back and read it again with, if it was a separate, Total separate project from the car. Um, I mean, there's a little. There's obviously uh, another way that the AI was portrayed in the story. I won't give too much away. Right. But um, you know, with uh, this betrayal that happens, and with them having to essentially save her work, um, it gets kind of plugged into the car and becomes Kit. Right. I think that's too giving away too much. Um, with the story, and then we get more of that. That it, well, I, now, <laughs> see if you uh, this happened to you when I'm reading the story, and I'm seeing the you know Kit's voice little symbol there, and I'm reading Kit. I'm hearing William Daniels in my head. Of course, <laughs> you know. So as much as I, you know, as much as as Val Kilmer updated and put put <laughs> the new Kit voice in. I'm sorry. The real kit is William Daniels. End of story. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's all I hear is, is well, uh, yeah, William Daniels. Yeah. So that the comic has that element too that you automatically kind of plug in the classic uh, voice of Kit as you're as you're reading the story. So that was really good. There were some little things. I some couple things that I was uh, sketchy on the. the the henchmen or the the people that were after the doctor, I couldn't tell if they were some kind of robots or cyborgs. Yeah, the Cylons, the whatever they are that uh, that Glenn Larson also did for for uh, Battlestar Galactica. Right, um, but they were when they were shot, there was like actual blood, you know, it was squirting out. So it was a little, I don't know, maybe that's just me that I didn't catch on to that right away, but. I thought it was good, and it was almost uh, essentially the first comic, our review comic, was it had a nice flow. It didn't stop right at the end of the resolve from this, you know, origin story, but it kind of flowed right in through when we pick up with uh, Michael's first mission, right? In, uh, you know, in other words, and he's essentially picking up the pieces that were left behind uh, from this uh, this happening in in the first part of the story. And you know, carrying out his first mission, and it's it was kind of funny to me that 
we got a little bit of this in the classic series where Michael says a phrase or uh, something and Kit doesn't understand and he has to tell him and explain to him, oh, this is just a figure of speech or it doesn't actually mean, you know, what I'm saying and, you know, Kit is confused. (laughs) A flashback from an episode just hit me when Uh you said that. (laughs) Where, where, Where Kit is, you know, where Michael says it's a gut feeling. And now Kit is supposedly able to do like uh, an X-ray of of Michael, so he's going. I don't see anything happening in your gastrointestinal tract. No, no, it's and he, he tried to explain it, and then Kit just keeps going and going, and finally Michael says, "Just drop it. We'll just go with, with what we got." Well, yeah, I mean, but there was a little bit of that too in with the story, and you know, like a, we're trying not to spoil it because we want you to go out and buy this, but. Right. Uh, the, the, he gets a little bit of that in this first mission where he's trying to tell Kit uh, what to do. And there's even a point where, like, like I talked about before with the, the whole programming for preservation of life, where that comes up and Kit should not be uh, able to kill anybody. So there's a lot of those elements like that that, that happen through there. And I'm, I'm anxious to see because there are some things that we didn't get. Uh, you know, from the classic series, like we didn't have that true Bonnie or April character. You know, Kit's uh, mother maintenance. <laughs> well, we do. I guess we do get a, a mother, but we don't get the maintenance person, like you said. Yeah. Right, right, and we haven't uh, this this bishop character was. I don't know. Wasn't essentially a, a Devin Miles, you know, to start when we we went through theirs. So we didn't get that, and we didn't get any kind of uh, transport or anything, but. I'm anxious to see where it's going and and how much more they can they can add in from the classic series, but yet still keep that that modern uh, you know modern day story. Right. So, did you have any of those I guess moments as you were reading where you're like, yes, you know, they get it, you know, or uh, I, I you know I can't believe they worked that into the story or something like that. Did you? Any of those moments? I, I, a couple. Um, mostly, I, I got that more in the flashback than in any other piece. To be honest, I I was looking for a I was looking for more characters from the from the series. Like you said, mm-hmm. I was looking for Bonnie or April. I was looking for Devin. I was looking for that. wasn't so much looking for the tractor trailer or the the cargo plane. From what I gathered, it looked like too much of an ordinary story to to have that in place yet. But with right. what I saw, they were more established than I thought. So yeah, yeah, it it would. I mean, I, I, maybe I'm reading too much into it. But if they're that high tech in the way Lion Forge has written it, it wouldn't surprise me in the least that they have a fleet of tractor trailers, not just one like you see in the series. But yeah, yeah, I I I tell you this this kept me going. Um mm. I I hated to put it down. I had to put it down here. It took me two nights to read it. Uh, <laughs> I had to put it down for you know, for a night to to get off the bed. But it was I, I was truly captivated with this. Uh, I don't know how you were, but I was captivated yeah. by this story. I did split it up as well and I was trying to go back and find where I left off and ended up just Saying, I'll, I'll just read it from the beginning again and read it, read it all the way through. 
but it was really cool. And I, I, I do want to commend them for just the style, the way it's drawn. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked a little bit about this before we went on the air, which was just the way they've made Kit uh, classic and modern at the same time. Oh, yeah. I, I just, just his look. They, you know, they've kept that nose in the front. Uh, they've kept the Cylon eye, you know. Obviously, it's it's hard to do the motion to it, but it looks like a modern, almost futuristic car, but it still has the same body style, in other words, right. as classic kit. So, I was I was really pleased with it. I'm I'm anxious to to review more. Right, and they even what I liked. I, I you say about that the classic. Basically, the Trans Am of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked in one of the scenes they actually show the pop-up headlight, just like the original Trans Am would have mm-hmm. at night. Uh, with all the lights that Kit had, they still incorporated that that pop-up headlights, uh, just like a regular, well, regular headlight for the car. Yeah. So I was I, I liked that little that little bit of detail that that they added added sure. to the to the comic well uh i think that's gonna i guess about uh wrap it up for what we wanted to talk about tonight uh appreciate your time sir and uh your your insight into knight rider in the series we are like i said um looking forward to getting into more of these comics and we hope to put more of them up on the blog and if you know it warrants it we might get on the air again and (laughs) have to hash out some more details from the series, but we definitely invite you to go out and and get these off of Amazon. We'll be putting links up in the uh, the blog review, which will just be a quick review, and we're also going to uh, embed the podcast in there for you to listen to. And I uh, would love your thoughts. Would love uh, what you think about the comic book, uh, about the podcast, uh, anything we might have. Uh, gotten wrong <laughs> right or or gotten right um as we've been going along but uh would appreciate some feedback and uh again i appreciate your time for uh, for coming on with me Wyatt right I, I this was a privilege i i enjoy anytime we get to to podcast it up uh but especially if i can talk about my favorite uh <laughs> more i guess favorite memories my favorite shows and such that i grew up with like night rider and and a whole echelon, of course, of of what we grew up with. But uh, this was right. this was awesome, and I'm I'm glad you invited me to to read this because, like I said, I wasn't um, it wasn't on my to do list, but I I should have had it I should have had it on my to do list. Well, hopefully, we'll be fortunate enough to start up a couple other series as well. I know Lion Forge does Airwolf. I'm I'm anxious to mm-hmm. get through that with you and see how they've. Uh, you know, updated that for the modern day. Uh, I myself want to get into Miami Vice and check that out. Uh, I believe all the series that Lion Forge has so far uh, that I mentioned, they're up to eight issues, and I think that's their essentially their first volume. So, uh, and those are all out there and available on uh, Amazon. Uh, there is one new, I think it's Miami Vice Remix that, that's still ongoing. Um, looks like they got some zombie action or something going on there, so that's interesting. Oh, that's what's uh, uh, kind of on the market lately, with all the yeah, zombie-themed exactly. yeah. 
shows. Well, it, that's uh, that's interesting that how that might be able to uh, incorporate with some of these uh, these '80s properties. But uh, yeah, go check it out. Uh, it's LionForge.com. You can basically see uh, their entire selection there. Uh, you can get to uh, Amazon from there as well. Um, but I'm hoping to uh, get some more review copies and be able to sit down with my buddy Wyatt here and also uh, write some reviews up on the website. So we appreciate you listening. And until next time, this is Jason, and thanks for rediscovering the 80s. Mm-hmm.